When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today I have my usual co-host... Marion and Sakaki. Yo, yo, yo. That's the news. <laughs> That's it, folks. We're done. New record, 30 seconds. Wow, that was faster than the Demon Slayer movie. <laughs> Breaking records. <laughs> I mean, I guess it technically is, because the Demon Slayer movie is like, what, an hour and a half? True. I meant Breaking Records, but also true. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, we haven't sold... Uh, billions of yen. No, oh, but we do have millions of... Li- no, no, we don't. It's okay, though. It's the same <laughs> lessons. <laughs> no, we don't have millions of lessons. I mean, we'll get there, though, guys. We will get there. We have tens of thousands of lessons. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. There's Rengoku as my witness, we will get there. What do you mean he's not around anymore? Anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean... We're going to be talking about the February news today, and uh, it's fairly stacked. We have quite a few topics across the board, Um, and our first one here is a little bit interesting. So, earlier in February, it was reported that Japanese politicians were using Demon Slayer designs in their campaign posters. (laughs) Oh god... So, uh, multiple, like, houses of representatives, uh, for Japan's ruling party, the Liberal Democratic Party, were kind of just making posters, and you could clearly see the Demon Slayer logo, and then, like, their names, like, inside the logo, using, like, the Demon Slayer font. It was so silly, because the first guy, his name is, like, Oniki Makoto, and it's like using the using the kanji for oni because that's demon. It's oh god. Yeah, I mean that the the fact that I would vote for this guy just because he had the balls to do that. <laughs> just just oni. Yeah, like with that picture. I can't believe. Yeah, it. I mean, <laughs> like bro, if Tanjiro existed, he would definitely be against anything your part your platform stands for because you're got oni in your name, man. I just I just saw his catchphrase on the bottom. It's Genki. Yaruki, Oniki. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's like energy, motivation, Oniki. It's clearly the jump motto, just that he just appropriated it for politics. <laughs> no wonder if friendship had to release a statement. We are not involved in any way with the use of these images. 
I mean, I think anyone would disassociate from it because it's just like it's so obvious they were just like, oh, hey, Demon Slayer is popular. Let's uh, get in touch with the kids. Yeah, let's um, not Pokemon go to the polls. No, no, no. We got to make them Demon Slay the ballot. I don't. Yes, totally. <laughs> this is gonna turn into another you three. because you're not a, a, a Zumi Sakaki. It's okay. This is going to turn into another three-hour show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a great sign. <laughs> Actually, what's, we got to come up with a name for the people younger than Zoomies, because that's who this is aimed for, maybe. It's like Gen Alpha. Gen Alpha? Okay. What about Jet Black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboy Bebop character? Oh, you said Gen Alpha. I thought you said Jet. My bad. <laughs> But yeah, there, there's like another one here too where it's like you can see like Tanjiro's Haori and like they have flames behind like each of like the. It's like the governor and like uh, the counselor of uh, Amagasaki City. And God, it's just so blatant and bad. <laughs> they look like they could be uh, like uh, like corporate, like common Rider villains. <laughs> Stop! Yeah, this, this and is. And then they literally stole Rengoku's catchphrase, like for one of the cubes. Yeah, Kokoro Moyase, <laughs> set your heart ablaze. But yeah, well, thankfully, like the these folks apologized because yeah, they they were basically just like stealing Demon Slayer assets and be like, hey, let's uh use this to manipulate votes. Good I mean, old uh, politics. Promotion. <laughs> I mean, at least from what the the article says, that people did were like, "Yo, that's not cool," and so yeah, that's that's at least at least people saw through this. I mean, it's like, did they honestly think they'd get away with this? Clearly, they did. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I don't have too much else to say about her. I just found it really funny that this is even a thing. Yeah, like, uh, I guess for people listening, this would be like the equivalent of. Imagine if, like, AOC's opponent decided to, like, take the Rick and Morty font or something. Oh, God. <laughs> or, like, you know, something like that. And for his posters and shit. I don't know. I just die a little inside. <laughs> I, I just, just that whole image just... We can move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, Poor Sakaki. He's never seen again. By the way, guys, by the way, everybody, this is my last episode, just to let you all know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I'll never leave. He, he likes a cocky. He died of a cold. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh uh, god. Okay. <laughs> but moving on to less weird news, um, we got additional information about the Demon Slayer video game, uh, Kimetsu no Yaima Hinokami Keputan, which is being developed over at Cyber Connect Two, who have done. A variety of games, including uh, the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game and Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm. I played a few, both of those, and like they're both pretty fun. They're not super complicated, but they're uh, nice time killers. And that seems to be what this Demon Slayer game is, because it's like another arena fighter, kind of like uh, the Ninja Storm games. And, yeah, it literally kind of plays like a Ninja Storm game, which uh, didn't surprise me. And, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of fine with because out of all the anime arena fighters out there, those ones are at least fun to play. Unlike, like, your, say, like your jump forces of the world. 
Oh yeah, true. I really like the style they went with. It literally looks just like the anime, but like, um, it's kind of like Guilty Gear. Oh, cell shaded. Yeah, cell shaded, but it's like um, how do I call it? Uh, Arc System Works, like the way they handled the Dragon Ball Fighters game, where it's oh, like they look yeah, like anime designs, but it's clearly like in a three D plane. Mm, yeah, yeah, it does kind of remind me of that. Yeah, I can see that. I think it helps a lot because like the. The anime uses really bold line work for the outlines. Mm, yeah, it definitely fits. I know some people were kind of disappointed with like, oh, this isn't a Dragon Ball Fighters type game, and I would definitely have preferred a Fighters type game, but uh, for what it is, it's it seems like it'll be fun. I'll probably pick it up. Those are the exceptions to the rule. The Dragon Ball Fighters is the exception to the rule. Not everything can be a masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, I get this, but it's not on anything I own. Oh, well, I have a PC, but I'm not going to try to play anything on it. So, I guess I'm waiting. Waiting. Until I can hang out at V-Lord's house and play his. Wait, Dragon Ball Fighters or the no, Demon Slayer game? Demon Slayer game. No, I can get Dragon Ball Fighters. It's on PS4 and Switch. <laughs> I was going to say, like, huh, you could definitely get that. Oh, yeah, no, I could definitely get that. It's out for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. So, have at it. Yeah, and Xbox One for some reason. <laughs> they put it. Okay, well that angers me a little bit, but <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, why, why Xbox One and not the PS4? Yeah, that's. Ex- <clears throat> I have so many words for that, but yeah, that's so weird to me. Like, if they had, if this was on PS4, I would definitely pick it up, but it's not. Okay, well that's fine. It's because people Sony Sony needs to put out more PS5 exclusive shit, or else they won't sell as many PS5s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of it too might be like the Xbox doesn't sell very well in Japan, so like to justify putting it on Xbox, it might just make more sense to put it on every Xbox, regardless of how well it'll actually run. Fair, sounds right. Fair, I guess. So for the two Xbox owners in Japan. I hope you enjoy this, both of you. Yeah, they're, they're getting a little treat. Uh, that, that good old Demon Slayer goodness. But yeah, I'll definitely either pick this up on a uh, PC or on a PlayStation 5 if I can somehow manage to get a PlayStation 5 by the time this releases later in 2021. What sucks is I've never played any of like the, the games that this is kind of similar to, so this could have been my entryway because I refuse to touch in the real anything. <laughs> Yeah, I said it. Good. Come and get me. I'm ready. I mean, I, they're pretty fun. Like, uh, the way the CyberTech Connect 2 does their games, it's like, you basically play through like the whole story. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the fights themselves are just in like one kind of like huge like dome area. But like, that's just like the shape of the actual field. It, the, it doesn't have to be inside an actual dome. Um, they can be environments based off the actual series. Okay. It's like if, um, it's like uh, you know, you know, like Dragon Ball Z Budokai from like PlayStation Two. Yeah, like the Tenkaichi games. Yeah, like where um, you're like, well, obviously you're not you're not in the air flying because it's not Dragon Ball Z, but like it's kind of like that same kind of three D feel. Okay. Yeah, except like slightly smaller and not as janky. <laughs> oh. I love myself some Budokai Tenkaichi Three, but uh. Man, that game does not hold up well. Gotta play the OG Budokai 2. That's the only good one. <laughs> Budokai 2 was so fun. God. Yeah, man. That's definitely, I think, one of the 
more unique, I think, anime fighters out there just because, like, they didn't take, like, the direct, like, oh, you just have to fight through the entire anime. Like, the story mode's, like, this own, like, mini board game type game. Mm-hmm. God, I, I miss Budokai 2. I wish I'd played some of these, but I never owned a PS2, so. Poor Takaki. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a PS2 either, but, like, uh, I had a GameCube, which the first two Budokais came out on, and then by the time I got a Wii, Tenkaichi 2 and Tenkaichi 3 both came out, like, within short succession. Yeah, I think I got the second Budokai, and then Tenkaichi 1 and 2, and then then, uh, I kind of fell off. But, uh, yeah, no, Demon Slayer games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just hope, well, someday they'll port it to something I have or I'll get something that it's on. So maybe a PS5 someday. This is just a sign you have to build a PC, Sakaki. I should at this point. The fact that this one gives me so much trouble. But I'm afraid with whatever touch I have, whether it's the anti-Midas touch or something else, that I'll build the PC and then it'll, like, die the day after. Or the parts will come and they'll be broken before they get here. Because I have that kind of luck. (laughs) I will literally stay on a video call with you the entire time you build it to make sure <laughs> you heard that it. it actually is built you, right. You heard it, everybody. You have to hold them to it. But yes, Demon Slayer, we should probably get back to how well it's selling, which is the next subject, isn't it? Manga-wise. I mean, yeah, sorta. Uh, so, the NPD book scan for January 2021 came out, and... Demon Slayer, as usual, showed up in the top 20 adult graphic novels and the top 20 manga lists. So, on the adult graphic novels list, Demon Slayer Volume 1 ranked at number 5, and then Demon Slayer Volume 3 was at rank number 19, and Demon Slayer Volume 2 was at rank number 20. And then on the manga list... It was those three volumes except just one rank up because the only non-manga thing on the top 20 adult graphic novels list was They Called Us Enemy by George Takei. Um, So the rest of the list was literally just manga. (laughs) Kind of tells you uh, what kind of graphic novels are succeeding right now in the US. Jeez. Yeah, looking at this list, it's all like really... Yeah, Uzumaki. It's volume, a lot of Volume 1s, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, that tends to be a general trend with BookScan. Like, usually the top-selling volumes are usually Volume 1s or brand new volumes. Just because those are going to be the entry points always. And Bookstores always have Volume 1 stocked. Yeah, that too. Volume 1s generally have the highest stock. That makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, I mean, you have the usual contenders here. Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero, uh, Attack on Titan, Death Note, Uzumaki, because Junji Ito, uh, then Promise. Neverland, yeah. and even Tokyo Ghoul, because Tokyo Ghoul is still getting bought. Viz Media is cleaning up, though. I mean, it's all Viz, except for Top Shelf for George Takei, and Attack on Titan was uh, Kodansha. Kodansha. Yeah, I mean, they do have the biggest market share right now besides Scholastic for graphic novels. Yeah, it's like it's like I said that one time on our uh, upcoming Saturday Night Shoggy episode, like, Comey sells more than 
the top sellers from any other graphic novel publisher besides Scholastic. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, but this is, yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. These are pretty much the, I mean, we got, you know, these are, My Hero, My Hero's coming back anime-wise at the end of next month. Uh, Promise Neverland is in, is airing. Demon Slayer will be back at the end, uh, later on this year, and Attack on Titans airing. I mean, not that I'm trying to say there's a correlation between them airing and these selling. I mean, these are all series that do pretty well, even when there isn't an anime on the air. But, I mean, it's just interesting to kind of think of it that way. I think there is truth in that, though, because a lot of people who uh, do end up, like, buying, uh, like, physical manga are usually, like, like that's part of why we see a lot of Volume 1s, and it's also... Uh, like Jujutsu Kaisen is a is a hot seller, but like I wouldn't imagine uh, Volume One being that high. Like it's like at number two now. Just be, and I imagine it's like definitely because more people are aware of it because of the anime. So yeah, but the ex- exposure works. The exposure works both uh, overseas and uh, domestically. Yeah. Mm. yeah, like I think Jujutsu Kaisen specifically is like definitely on there because of the anime. Um, but yeah, I think once people kind of get exposed to these series, like, between word-of-mouth promotion and all that stuff, people just keep getting into the series, and that's why you keep seeing, like, so many people flocking to it and, like, buying those volume ones consistently. Yeah. So I think, among anything, beyond just, like, hey, Demon Slayer is doing really well, it's also just a sign that the market and the audience for manga in the U.S. is just continuing to grow. Which is a good thing, you know, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that means we can get more awesome titles out there, um, maybe even more Demon Slayer-type releases, you never know. True. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Demon Slayer releases, V-Lord, do you want to transition to, you know, <laughs> Volume 20? <laughs> And the the complete box set. Yeah. <laughs> that that turned very from like subtle to very blunt very fast. At this way, it would have just been like very. You should have just brought. <laughs> you should have just started talking about it. <laughs> we would have caught up eventually. <laughs> I saw the alley oop, and I had to pull a medium. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but yes, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Volume 20 came out in English from Viz Media on February 2nd. This volume contains chapters 170 to 178, which is primarily the Kokushiba fight. So that that's pretty hype. True. Uh, you, you get to see Genya not get put back together because they don't have super glue. V-Lord, that's when, that's like around the time where we started recording our manga episodes. Yeah, it is. I, I like viscerally remember being on my rooftop yelling about Kokushipo. And that's the best thing to be yelling about, honestly. Let's be for real. Yeah, I had a really scuffed headphone mic. <laughs> <laughs> it was picking up all the wind. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Wind breathing. <laughs> That's what we should have just said. Marion's in the middle of battle right now while they're recording with us, so bear with that in mind. <laughs> Marion is also... Fu- the Black Wind <laughs> is crying. <laughs> Marion is also fighting Kokushi- Kokushibo 
So we're getting a we're getting a whole we're getting a bird's eye view oh <laughs> of the fight. And we have stupid sexy Yorichi on the cover. Oh yeah, can't go wrong with Yorichi. <laughs> yes, Yorichi. And we're only oh. three volumes away from finishing Demon Slayer too, which is kind of crazy. And before the light novels are coming after volume twenty three. <laughs> yeah, and Kimetsu no Yaiba Gaiden and all the other things. I wouldn't be surprised if like. Because, you know, it, this very much would mimic, like, the the, the the Naruto releases, where, like, the novels came after the main story ended in uh, America. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. And I think it's definitely uh, a lower-risk thing, because, like, there's only, like, two novels right now. Speaking of the novels, I mean, I know nobody here knows, but do you think that there'll be more of them? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, as far as like, well, I don't even, I don't, I didn't even like go into like looking up spoilers for what they are. Like, I don't, I don't really care about spoilers, but I just, I didn't care that much. Uh, like if we get them, we get them, uh, as it is, it's just like supplemental stuff. So I have no idea if like the two volume count means that like it's telling like a complete story in two volumes or it's just like, you know, like side stuff happening one, one book at a time. So, um, I can see them making more. Uh, it really just depends on the editors and the the publisher. If there's demand, they'll make them, and there might be demand considering like those two novels, like that are out, were like the best selling light novels of last year. God, <laughs> God. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, I mean, I would like to read these. Yeah, I, I would too. Like they, they'd be really dope to read. But yeah, related to more Viz releases. Recently, Viz had their own little manga direct on their Twitter uh, with a bunch of hype announcements. And among those announcements was actually Demon Slayer 1. They're doing a Demon Slayer complete box set containing all 23 volumes and some exclusive bonus gifts. So is anybody else upset that it didn't come in the box that Nezuko was in? Like, why was that not just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the final image or not. I really hope it isn't. I'm like, pretty sure it isn't, because that's literally just the cover. Yeah, that's just the first volume cover. And, like, they have put, like, uh... Doesn't, like, the One Piece one have, like, a... a design, Like, they use, like, color spreads or something. Or, like, uh... Isn't there one, like, box set that has, like... It's in, like, the shape of, like, a chest or I something? Think, I think they're in yeah, shape of chest. Yeah, that or... is the Zelda one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, that's the Zelda one. Yes. The Zelda one's, like, hella extra. Like, it makes even, like, the, like, uh, chest sound when you open it. Whoa. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, so maybe they will put this in an Ezco box. You never know. I did. I did add them to, to do that, like, months ago. Marion already headed the game. Yeah, so, uh, Viz, if you're listening... Listen to Marion and put it in a box. Even though it's probably already finalized what it's going to look like at this point, and there's nothing we can do to stop you from doing whatever. They probably have my tweet, like, printed and, like, stapled in a file somewhere in the office, like, for future reference. Yeah, I'm assuming, definitely, that this is not actually the final image, because, like, for folks who haven't seen it, the image that they post is just all, like, the volumes lined up together. And, like, Viz usually puts a bit of tact into their box sets. Like, I have their uh, Full Metal Alchemist one, and that's actually a really nice, like, kind of big box-type release. Yeah, and, like, the One Piece ones have, like, handles on them, too, so you can, like, yeah, carry them. Yeah, the Full Metal one also has a handle. It's, like, well-hidden, 
So you usually can't see it in pictures, but it's like right at the top. So it's oh. like really easy to carry. Yo. Okay. That's really cool then. You're gonna put the straps on the on the Nezuko box. You gotta carry that shit in the train on your back. But yeah, even though I like I own most of Demon Slayer already, I'm kinda tempted to buy this. Not gonna lie, I mean I have no room for it, but if it does come in the Nezuko box, I will get it. True. That that's that's a first day buy for me. Yeah, I would too. Uh definitely by the time I move out, I, I will probably have it. Clearly we have to keep marrying to that. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a special special episode on YouTube where we just have Marion unbox it and it's gonna be amazing. Marion's crib featuring the Nezuko box. God, I have a I have an unboxing video in, in my YouTube channel, but like it I, I did not know how to edit volume back then, so like I can I can redeem myself. Yes. See everybody? We gotta do this. It's gonna happen. It's confirmed. But speaking of things that have been uh, confirmed, yes, Demon Slayer has now topped 150 million copies in circulation, which is kind of insane. Yeah, that is absolutely huge. That's so many books out. Yeah, so like the article that Anime News Network uh, released did like a little breakdown of like when Demon Slayer had like X number of sales. And you can see like April 2019. 3.5 million copies. And end of December 2020, 120 million copies. That's almost four times. Yeah, so within the span of just a little over two months, or less than two months actually, it's went up 30 million copies in that time alone. Oh my god. And then from October to December, that's over twice as much. From December to February, that's also like, it's like 75%. Yeah. And you gotta imagine, that's only gonna go up when Mugen Train goes to Blu-ray, and then Season 2 comes out at the end of the year. And this is all print. This is not, like, digital sales or anything, because we never get that. Well, it says including digital copies. Oh, it does? Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I am wearing glasses that don't work. <laughs> yeah, it does It does indeed say that, So, which is interesting. As you said, they we usually don't get digital numbers, so I would love to see the breakdown of that because because I would like to see that it is digital. But yeah, still, it's still a scary number, whether you include digital or don't. And it's just, to me, at this point, I just kind of wonder when... How far will this go, exactly? I mean, probably it'll keep going now that the anime is getting a second season, as we said. And, you know, not everything's been animated. So that's even more of a chance for more people to get into Demon Slayer. Yeah, so definitely more room to grow. I think we might see Demon Slayer hitting One Piece levels of lifetime sales by the time, like, all of it's fully animated at this rate. It'd be so funny if Demon Slayer ends up like outsell, outsell, ugh, outs, outweighing like lifetime sales of like One Piece while One Piece is still running. That would be hilarious. It does make me wonder if like One Piece could actually ever get a year like Demon Slayer has again. Because even its best year was not only like half of what Demon Slayer did last year. Yeah, we need Marine for two. I mean, I feel that would just be the ending of One Piece at this point. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly what it's been like. Yeah, no, uh, building up towards. And now, and now, JJK is like slowly working its way up the ranks. It's like, <laughs> how many times we have to teach you this lesson, old man? That that's what Jump is doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> One Piece, you're in my you're you're in my domain now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> My my manga has all the properties of selling and not selling. Stop! Stop! I've been looking at, like, I, I quickly looked up uh, best-selling manga of all time, just, like, the rankings. So, right now at 150 million, that would put Demon Slayer at number eight of the bestsellers. Just seven million underneath Kochikame. So, within the next few months, it's probably going to overtake Kochikame. The longest-running manga of all time by volume count. <laughs> 23 volumes of Demon Slayer are going to beat out 200 volumes of Kochikame. You know, when you put it that way, I'm terrified, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> like, what did he... I mean, of course, we all love Demon Slayer, but this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, the pressure for, like, Gotoge's next work is going to be insane. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, everyone's eyes are going to be on that. Like, I think, I don't think, like, Jump is going to have crazy high expectations because, like, I don't think they're going to want to see what happened with Kishimoto with Samurai 8. But there's still going to be definitely pressure to, like, make sure it's a success and that it will be a series that's a hit. Because, like, after, like, this big of a series that's becoming, like, a national phenomena, like, you don't want to have a flop. Yeah, no more samurai flops. <laughs> At this point, it's not even the national phenomenon. It's going to be a worldwide phenomenon because, yeah, I I can't. I mean, I don't. I could. I, I don't see probably like Mugen Train. Well, then again, nobody saw Mugen Train doing this much. Because I was about to say, even when it comes over here, I I would kind of wonder if it would have the same kind of towering presence as it does in Japan, but. At this point, I, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening either. But at this point, I anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting to do like as well as like an MHA movie over here, which is still going to be really good. Like the MHA movies did quite well, but I don't think we're going to see like Dragon Ball Broly levels of success or like higher. <laughs> so, so I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just Wait, what, Mario? no. Mario was saying I sounded dejected. No, I was just like, no, okay, I get that. I mean, I guess it did come off sounding like, oh wow, I I thought this would be Lord just like took all of the wind out of my sails. <laughs> my dreams are broken. <laughs> no, it was just uh, V Lord crushing dreams one by one. I mean, this is what it was like to like try to do a manga fight with you. You just crushed all of us with your relentless logic. <laughs> It's like you took the wind out of your sails and then put that in sales of the 2020 manga sales at Japanese bookstores going up 31.5%. God damn it. I love it. I love it. Crazy if you ask me. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yes, moving on. As Marion said, our next piece is how 2020 manga sales at Japanese bookstores went up. 31.5% from 2019. And we kind of talked about kind of general book sales performance in the previous episode. But the, the gist of it here is that this kind of just like uh, looked at kind of a comparison between sales 
and accounted for about 1,700 stores across Japan. And yeah, the main contributor to a lot of these sales was Demon Slayer's massive success, and that helped just boost bookstores all across the board. So yeah, just Demon Slayer is saving everything, like expected. Yeah, they didn't need to open up uh, restaurants in New York. They should have just sold more Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, what they should do is sell Demon Slayer takeout food. God. Demon Slayer Uber. Instead of Mushu Pork, it's going to be Mushu Inosuke. <laughs> I mean, we're you know, the Nezuko box could also be applied here. We could have Demon Slayer Uber. You just put your food back there and... <laughs> I mean, you can have Demon Slayer food delivered by Demon Slayer Uber. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> god. But the Demon Slayer fervor just doesn't end, because there's going to be an art exhibition of Demon Slayer in Tokyo in late 2021. Why did Daryl use that photo of <laughs> as the header? Oh my god, he <laughs> did. Yeah, so we're, we're looking at Daryl Harding's article for this uh, from Crunchyroll, Daza, awesome person. We've had him on the podcast before. And yeah, he put, like, Inosuke, like, with his mask off, like, chilling in, like, one of the ends. He's doing, like, the side pose with the smile. Yeah, when he's, like, showing off to Tanjiro that he took the best futon or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, you can get a good look at those Inosuke legs. He doesn't skip leg day. <laughs> God. That boy thick. <laughs> But anyways, as you'd expect, this exhibit will be based around Gotage's original artwork for the manga, and will feature a few original drawings from Gotage themselves. And another notable thing is that this exhibit will also be in Osaka in mid-2022. So if uh, you're like myself and don't think you're going to be able to go to Japan this year, hope that... uh, Things are more opened up by next year because I really want to see this. I mean, obviously, we need to broadcast from there. Just, just go there and re- record an episode as we're walking around until they throw us out, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll be able to film inside, but uh, I think definitely, if at least one of us goes, we uh, need to find a way to talk about it. And hey, uh, maybe we can find someone that goes to it this fall in Tokyo. And ask them about their experiences. But this is something I definitely want to go to. Yeah, if anything, I I really want to make the Osaka one. Yeah, definitely. And the specific dates for it for this year are from October 26th to December 12th at the Mori Arts Center Gallery. So yeah, if you are in Japan and want to go see this, that's where you have to go. Meanwhile, I'll just be crying about how I can't. Don't worry, V-Lord. There's there's Osaka 2022. You can do it, man. I believe in you. I believe in the world. The land of Heiji. Yeah. You know what else will hopefully be coming in 2022 if we don't get it in 2021? What will that be, Marion? It might be Gotoge's new series. Whoa. These transitions are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That one was actually good, though. Shut up. They're all good. You see, I said they were amazing. It was V-Lord that threw you the shat on you just now. <laughs> and I'm throwing him under the bus here. But yes, the Gotoge, there was a recent art book that, uh, not art book, excuse me, uh, fan book. And Gotoge kind of uh, um, mentioned in there that they were interested. They've been watching old movies about aliens 
and they were talking about how the impression they had of aliens as a kid were completely different than now as when they're an adult. And they want to draw a science fiction and romantic comedy that'll make your stomach muscles ache from laughter after reading it. So that would be quite the different, quite a different angle from Gotage if they go through with this. Gotage is going from the One Piece killer to the Gintama killer. I mean, Gintama, it already, I mean, we've discussed this. Gotage already killed Gintama. It tried to resist. It tried to resist it against it, and it got slain. I, f- I think the real reason is that Gotoge just like. Decided to, to buy and read the three volumes of Invade You. <laughs> no, no, oh they did. They did you. They did what they did was after Togashi praised Demon Slayer, they went ahead and read Level E. Oh God! But where did the romantic elements come from? Because Level E is not romantic. It is if you turn your head to the side and squint really hard. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can't say that I would. Be interested in seeing if if Gotugate pursues this. I mean, we just like as we were just saying, it'd be a huge pressure to pull this off and for it to be successful. But guys, 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 what's up? What if Kaguya-sama, but on the moon? <laughs> okay, like actual Kaguya-hime. Fine, let's do it. <laughs> let's re- let That'd somebody do it. Very direct reference to Kaguya-hime. Yeah. Fine, let's do it. I mean, I demand they have at least one mech. Otherwise, I'm not interested. True. Let's let's give them a let's get let's give them the the thunderbolt gun. I wasn't good because that's a <laughs> that's a serious. I, I wasn't gonna say Gundam, but okay. <laughs> or no, I wanted to say Gundam, but I was just like, I don't want to say that because like that's like the default go to mecha thing, and I couldn't think of one that wasn't Gundam. But I'm glad. I'm glad you said it for me. <laughs> yeah, this publishes Gundam Thunderbolt. Maybe it's a, a Shueisha title. Who knows? I mean, I I can't reward you for that one, but Gotoge got an award. Ooh, nice <laughs> one, nice one. And what award is that? Ah, uh, well, Gotoge was the first mangaka to make the Times 100 next list. Oh, shit. That's actually really well, interesting. Yeah, like, I... Wouldn't have associated manga with the times at all, but here we are. I like how the, the picture that uh, was ch- chosen for like this highlight is like the crow like squawking at Tanjiro. Oh God, it is. Hear ye, hear ye! Koyogarugotoge is the first mangaka on the Time One Hundred. Squawk. That was perfect, actually. Why are you not in the dub? I don't know, man. I, I, people just don't. They, they don't know. It's left on. I mean. The dub hasn't missed too much, but they missed in this regard. I'm about to interview me for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, next next episode will be us uh, interviewing Marion and how they didn't get the part. But <laughs> <laughs> Marion, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> Who snubbed you at Bayzoo? <laughs> Point fingers. I think they were just jealous because I spent so much time already just like writing the actual manga. It's okay. Oh I'll snap! Anyway, <laughs> but uh, this is a really cool thing to get. It's like, yeah, the actual like inclusion of the in Time Magazine comes from the fact that like the most amazing like achievements is basically from like this year just how many how many sales have been made thanks to like the box office records for Moving Train and then like the manga itself is just like breaking records. Uh, that makes Gotoge like a very like 
like I guess like a very hot person right now to like you know keep your eyes on this this like a crazy entrepreneur who's like making big moves. Yeah, I mean like it's definitely like the fact that Demon Slayer has become a ph- phenomenon in Japan and like it's literally been supporting the economy and also like keeping like industries afloat, which like that that in itself makes it a big deal. Though it is kind of interesting seeing like go to get on the same list as people like Dua Lipa and like Sola El Wali. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how to feel about that. Like it, it's definitely a good thing for Gotoge, but yeah, it's just weird to think about, especially since like you know Demon Slayer. It's not. It, it, it first of all, it's only about what what twenty four volumes. Yeah, that's what we said twenty four. So twenty three. Wow, I'm a whole volume off. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it's not like Demon Slayer was particularly long, or that it, like, changed the entire DNA of what a shonen manga is. So, I mean, it, it's weird to think about it as up there and there. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like it doesn't deserve it, but it's like, it's just weird to think about, like, this manga that is, for the most part, a ju- just in our jump serialization. And obviously, you know, it's resonated with people. And that's why it's selling so well, but still interesting to think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, the best way to think about the Time 100 Next list is that it's not people that are necessarily going to be, like, revolutionizing the world. It's people that are going to be big names in the coming years. But moving on. Mugen Trade was named Topic of the Year at the Japan Academy Awards. And, like, the other nominees for this category, too, uh, were kind of... Pretty big names. I mean, Violet Evergarden, the movie, Stand By Me, Doraemon 2, The Tiger and the Fish. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty stiff competition, and uh, Mugen Train trumped it all, because it's Mugen Train. Yeah, I'm impressed too, because like, Doraemon is such a household name, and Stand By Me, Doraemon, the first one, was just like, I, I saw a talk about it everywhere when it first came out. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I saw the first Stand By Me, Doraemon, and it was amazing, so I can only assume the second one was equally as good. So yeah, I mean, like, that that is a high praise for to get, like, the Topic Award. Yeah, I was just gonna say, all the movies on here I've heard pretty, like, decent things about. Like, none of them are on here that it's like, oh, that wasn't a very good movie. Like, all of these are, I would say, I mean, maybe not the top of their game, but they're all, like, well-regarded. Wow, it's almost like the nominees for an award are deserving of it. Gasp. You know what else uh, was nominated for awards we got the osama tezuka cultural prize and three jump titles including demon slayer were nominated for it yes that's right we have demon slayer of course jujutsu kaisen and the promised neverland and also among them just to throw sakaki bonus free red from shonen sunday <laughs> yes indeed we will we will definitely talk more about this later <laughs> But yes, uh, I mean, like the jump titles hadn't, um, hasn't Promise Neverland been here already before? Or am I thinking of another award? There's so many of them. I I don't know. Well, it was, but I don't know if it won it or not. No, I don't think it won, but I do remember it being nominated before. Yeah. It's worth knowing Demon Slayer has also been nominated before. It was nominated last year. Yeah, it's getting nominated again. (laughs) But will it win? I find it funny because, like, we were talking about uh, Akimoto earlier. Uh, oh, Kochikame, yeah, and he's one of the 
and he's one of the judges on the committee, the guy that drew Kochikame. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how I wonder how salty he's going to be. Oh, Gotage is so close to beating my sails. I I need to find a way to sabotage them. I'm voting for Freerin. <laughs> he's a, he's a sleeper agent for Sunday in Disguise. He's going to move Black Tiger to uh to show to Shonen Sunday or I don't know Big Comic. Let's go Sunday GX. Yeah. Let's go. We need a Revy versus Black Tiger. Black Tiger will go to GX, <laughs> and then uh, Mister Cleek will go to Gasson. Yes. Then we, but V Lord, if that if it goes to GX, then we can have Black Black Tiger Lagoon. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> why? Also, yeah, I double checked in uh in twenty nineteen Neverland was nominated. So, it wasn't nominated in 2020, but I guess, like, it's back after a one-year gap. So, cool. Oh, okay, I'm looking at the list now. I mean, I knew Free Run was, but I, like, kind of mentally black, like, mentally ignored the rest of them. They don't exist. They can't hurt us. I mean, I I, I had my Sunday, I, I blocked the rest of the internet. I only had my Sunday, like, Pfizer on, so. Hold on a second. Oh, JJK and... Land I've heard good things about, but yeah. So, I mean, that's that, that's a pretty big deal for it to be nominated. I mean, will it win? Who knows at this point? I mean, the competition. I've heard of a lot of these manga, but I haven't read them, so I don't know. I mean, I'm rooting for Free Run evenly for it to win, but we'll see. Yeah. So, like last year, the grand prize went to Nick Snow Lantern by Khan Takahama. Hmm. What publisher? That's Lead Publishing. I've not actually heard of that publisher before. They publish a few of Takao Saito's works. There's one thing here. Uh, Kashiko, Kashiko, Kashikoite Yuki Aru Kodomo. That's by Lead Publishing by Miki Yamamoto. That's been um, nominated for this year, so they got something else. In, they got something in the race here, too. But, yeah. It was basically a surprise that Kodansha's seemingly only got one. I mean, it's better than last year where Shogaku Khan had none. <sighs> it's not, we don't talk about 2020. <laughs> but before we make uh, Sakaki more sad, our next topic we kind of mentioned briefly in that Mugen Train is now in Australia and New Zealand. And it actually opened at number one. Nice. Mugen Train just stays winning. Yeah, it does. I mean, I guess, like, there probably isn't a ton of competition, given we're still in a pandemic and most films are delayed. But that's still a good sign that, yeah, people are going to see the movie, and it seems to be getting good reception. I mean, we saw Yonko praising it, so we can clearly take Yonko's opinion to represent the entirety of Australia. I mean, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, anybody else wants to come in, uh, wants to comment and tell us by the time this is out whether they're in Australia and they have different opinions, we are more than happy to hear them. Unless they're against the movie, then we don't care. Yes, clearly. Only positive opinions matter. Because you remember, because we are very much in tune with Kimehara. So if you have anything nasty to say about this movie, we are not interested. I don't know if we actually, did we ever like talk about Kimehara on here before? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, well, 
<laughs> I I mean, just as kind of a side note, I only heard of this because Fukuchi, a Sunday mangaka, mentioned it, but there's a whole thing in Japan called Kimehara, which is short for Kimetsu Harassment, and it's really just... Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was yeah, it's really just anybody in Japan that isn't, you know, a sheeple <laughs> and says that Kimetsu is not the best shit out there, then you get Kimehara'd. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big topic back in, like, fall and November, so we probably would have talked about it if we had been doing news episodes back then, but yeah. Uh, don't be a Kimehara person. That, that's that's not cool. Yeah, no, everybody's allowed their own opinions, even if they're wrong. <laughs> Definitely not. But you know what is cool? Kimetsu no Yaiba's, you know, the Demon Slayer Season 2 anime for, like, for you know, the television anime is going to come out this year. Yeah, I mean, so... At the Demon Slayer Matsuri Online Second Anniversary Festival, they announced Season 2 of Demon Slayer and that, yes, it is a TV anime that's going to adapt the Entertainment District Arc, or also known as the Red Light District Arc. And they showed off a short little preview, which looked really dope. You got to see a little bit of a Daki and Uzui, and it is exciting. And it's interesting that it is coming out this year. Because earlier we had reported on the fact that there were kind of talks about the future of Demon Slayer. But given this timeline, it definitely sounds like maybe this was in production before even those talks had begun. So, who knows, maybe after this season, Demon Slayer will go back to movies. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Because, like, this arc is just too long for one single movie. But, like, maybe the Swordsman Village arc will be, like just enough for it to be like a good I think movie. Swordsmith Village would still have to be two movies because it's roughly just as long as Entertainment District. Maybe we get a movie for the, the final arc with uh, Muzan's Castle. I mean, Gintama did it. So Gintama did a movie for its final arc, so that's not unique or like far out there as an idea. Though then again, there was a whole thing with Sorachi's inability to end the series that caused that to happen, so... Yeah, I definitely get the idea that, well, I mean, just like you just said, that perhaps while they were discussing it, it wasn't talks to be a movie, and then finally they just said, nah, we'll just make it a TV anime. I don't know what the process might be to, like, split it up into TV episodes if the animation was far enough along, but I can't imagine it would be that difficult. But then again, I don't know anything, so. Yeah, I mean, what I could see happening here is, like, they air this later this year possibly fall and then early to mid next year they release the entertainment district arc as like a series of compilation movies or otherwise we just get more movies after entertainment district arc because i don't think they're gonna just shy away from doing more movies because that is far too lucrative yeah no i don't i don't see them Never again. I Again, I think more likely than not, I mean, especially since, although we joked about it earlier, the Gintama's last movie did do pretty well for it. So I, I could see them doing a final arc as a movie. If not that, like, maybe the couple, last couple of fights or something. At the very least, the final fight against Muzan, I could see being just one big movie. Yeah, that, that, that specifically I could see happening. Now they're going to split into three movies like The Hobbit. And the last movie is just everything after the actual fight itself. <laughs> yeah, so I was talking to 
Laser Kid and Allison about this when we recorded our uh, breaking news episode about the second season. And I think what's likely going to happen with it is like for the first episode, it's probably going to pull an MHA and like do a recap episode of the film. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Because they still have to do like the ending of the arc where like Tanjiro visits uh, Rengoku's family. So, like, they could have, like, for the, like, first, like, maybe half the episode or something, just have Tanjiro reminisce about, uh, Akaza ruining everything. Zura Janai Akaza da. Yeah, I could could definitely see that happening. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you heard me. I didn't think anybody heard me. (laughs) We hear all now. You can't escape us. You sound like, you sound like a demon there yourself, V-Lord. Does that mean we're almost done? <laughs> maybe I was always a demon and you just never knew. Mm, I kind of think that maybe all of our weird puns and transitions have turned you into one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that wraps up all our news for this episode. Um, it was pretty stacked, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lot to report on. Yeah, especially for a series that's like over, really. Yeah, and I expect that uh, we're only going to see... More news coming out as we get closer to season two and Mugen Train coming out in the U.S. It's going to be an interesting uh, year, I think. Demon Slaying never stops. It really doesn't. But until we are bombarded with more Demon Slayer news, let's get out of here. So, Marion, where can people find you? Whoa, uh, people can find me on Twitter. At Microwavy, the eat before the beat. And I also co-host a bunch of other podcasts, like the Good Friends Anime Club. Um, sometimes I guest on the MHA pod. Sometimes I also guest on, or I co-host the Haiku pod. And I'm on Oversoul with you two. Um, yeah, a bunch of projects. Uh, they're all in my card, which is on my Twitter. And besides that, I also write reviews for... Uh, Sakaki's WSS Talkback blog. Expect something soon, TM. Uh, <laughs> I write personal reviews on my... I write other reviews on my personal blog at sevensdoorknob.wordpress.com. Uh, I recently got something from Iridori Comics. Uh, so I got to review Dojinshi for the first time. That was fun. Uh, expect something new as well for, on that site. Um, and I also write editorials for Toonami Faithful at toonamifaithful.com. I do have another idea in the works. Uh, talking with my editor CJ about it. Uh, expect that also soon. TM. But yeah, all, everything's on my Twitter. If you if you care enough to check out what else I do, and we do, we do care about you a lot. Awesome. And Sakaki, you can find me at WSS Talkback on Twitter and wsstalkback.blogspot.com on. Where I discuss Shonen Sunday and all the great things that are in there that are besides Conan and Tak Rumiko Takahashi. So, and if anybody wants to be a part of that, like Marion is, please by all means um, hit us up on Twitter or uh, on the blog. If it could be any Shonen Sunday series or any Shigaku Con series, really, um, new, old, whatever you want to write. I mean, like we actually got. Probably by the time this is out, we'll have a review up for the newest Shonen Sunday anime from Michael-san, Chino, Makanai-san, which the name, the English name is escaping me right now. 
But yeah, somebody offered to write a review for that, and I actually just finished—I uh, actually just finished proofreading it, and it looks good. So it'll probably be going up on Sunday, the twenty-eighth. Also, the English names Kyo and Kyoto from the Maiko House. Thank you, V Lord. So, and from the review, I haven't watched the episode yet, but um, from the review, it sounds like a really charming show, and the manga is really charming. So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I like the opening. It's really cute. yeah this whole show sounds adorable from this review and from the little bits i've seen i was kind of worried about the uh 3d cg but it looks like it works really well anyway before i get too off topic i also write for tsunami faithful um and i'm also as mary mentioned i'm on oversoul we're also going to have a shonen sunday podcast so we'll have all kinds of shonen sunday fun on that on saturday night shoggy which i'm with um, v- with V Lord and Marion and uh Kirobon at Kirobon K I K I I R O B O N on Twitter. That's my main Twitter, which I'm trying to do things with it, but eh, it is what it is. And yeah, that is generally where you can find me right now. Awesome! Definitely follow both Marion and Sakaki. They both do amazing work, so go give them some love. As far as I'm concerned, though, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGDZ, and you can find my more manga and light novel focused reviews over on all-comic.com, as well as my occasional editorials on TanamiFaithful.com. And then I also do a wide variety of podcasts the Oversoul Shaman King podcast on Twitter at Shaman King Pod, the Dumbweebs podcast on Twitter at Dumbweebs Pod, our new baby Saturday Night Shoggy. Like Sakaki mentioned on Twitter at Sat Night Shoggy. And yeah, I also occasionally pop up on the Manga Mavericks on Twitter at Manga Mavericks and the Tanami Faithful Podcast on Twitter at Tanami Podcast. But as far as the Demon Slayer Podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at D Slayer Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website itself at TanamiFaithful.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast. And the podcast is on basically everything out there. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Podbay, you name it, we're there. So just go look us up, subscribe, and enjoy. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Stay slayin'. Good night.